When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. It is just the one and only Jeffrey J. Hulavecchio, Mr. Zoolander himself and I. And we're going to have some fun in this episode, guys. We're going to have some real big fun in this episode. And this is going to be 10 questions with Jeffrey and Tof. And we have no idea what the questions are that the other person is going to be asking. I don't know if they're going to be hockey related. I don't know if they're going to be silly Jeffrey Lavecchio related. He has no idea what I have in my back pocket as well. And so we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one. Uh, before we do get over to the questions, though, let's bring on that talented person of the podcast, the talent, Jeffrey Lavecchio. Vex, what's up today, dude? Oh, yeah. Excited to be here, man. I've had pretty exciting day. Uh, really? I know you and uh, yeah, I, but I can't talk about it, which is really annoying. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we can't really talk about. I was just going to say like, we've got stuff we can't talk about the podcast. I've got something big in the works here that I can't really let the cat out of the bag yet. Um, but today was a big day for this thing that I have going on. So it's, it's been a really exciting day and, uh, you know, just a lot of different things are coming to fruition right now. I like that. I kind of you know, feel the same way a little bit. Things yeah. like and and do you feel, you know, I know for myself, it's a lot of things that you know, I put into motion a decade ago, you know, and I've been working towards even though I maybe I didn't know I was working towards something like this, like I I've been working towards it, you know, and it it we always talk about delayed gratification and like just wake up, win the day, recover, go to sleep, do the same thing the next day, wake up, you know, win the day, recover rinse and repeat and even though we know that you know and we can look back on our hockey career and that's why we ended up in the places that we did and we're able to play at the levels that we did it's cool to uh to to see that happening in in the business world as well you know and stuff like that business ethics i choose uh no man that's why i love i forget who i heard say this but somebody said there's like something to the effect of there's no such thing as an overnight success and all of these companies are all these big people who you know come onto the scene quote unquote come onto the scene like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pain <laughs> that happens typically before people quote unquote come on the scene and so uh yeah man and it, when it does finally hit uh a lot of times um, it, it makes it that much more gratifying knowing the, the trials and tribulations and ups and downs and everything that you went through, uh, nothing great ever came easy. And so when, when it does finally come to fruition, it, it makes it 
kind of feel that much better. That's for sure. A hundred percent. I think it's so helpful that we were athletes for as long as we were, because we like, for me, I don't know if it's for you, but for me, I always just like, look back and I'm like, look at my hockey career. You know, I went from house to a two to a to double a to triple a, you know, then did you like, it wasn't great overnight. It took work and a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of focus and a lot of effort. And I think, you know, that's another one of the reasons that I think sports are so important because, you know, you can point back to something that kids love doing when they were younger and, and they're passionate about, and you can use that as a vehicle to teach them all these things. So later in life, you can point back to that. Hey, were, were you a varsity lacrosse player when, when you were in sixth grade? No, you couldn't make that team. You had to work for those years to be able to be good enough and, and strong enough and all these things to make the varsity team. And, and it's going to be the same thing for you in your job. You know, you're not going to be the, the CFO in your second year, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to put in work just like you did in hockey, just like you did in lacrosse or, or dance or whatever it is. And I just find that to be more and more important that I think, um, our youth need to, need to, need to know that. And it's actually funny. We're talking about this because my buddy was on the radio today and, and he was talking about, um, my training and athletes in general and stuff like that. And he said, I think the future is going to be dominated in all categories by athletes. And I was like, oh, yeah, honestly, I 100% agree because the guy interviewing him was saying, you know, it seems like kind of kids are like going real hard one way and real hard the other way, real hard, like don't want to do anything and down and all this stuff. And then the other side is like super driven athlete type of people. And, uh, you know, I know which camp I want to put my child into to, to teach them all these life lessons, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're, what is it? You said something earlier and I thought of that guy from Saturday Night Live way back in the day. You're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> you ever seen that skit? No, is that Will Ferrell? No, it's not Will Ferrell. I forget who it is. But I'm embarrassing like right now. Smiley or something like that. He's like, yeah. he's looking in a mirror and he goes, you're good enough. You're strong enough or smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like me. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> I could do 50 pushups in 10 you know, minutes. You know, what's interesting in, in what you're talking about here. I wonder if the difference between the, the side of people who kind of go and, and like really work hard at something versus the ones that don't. I think a lot of that has to do with finding your passion. I think the people who go after something, they they find it what it is that they love to do and find like the group or the culture that they like to be a part of. And and then it's like they're gonna go all in. And then right. other people, uh, you know, the the ones that go the other way, because I, I I agree with you. i I tend to think there's extremes like both ways yeah. for sure. Um, you know, it, it's they haven't found their passion or they lost their passion because of some reason, you know, overbearing people or whatever it may be. And, and so I think a big part of, you know, getting into that camp, that would probably be the healthier camp, I would say mentally and physically, uh, it, it would be to find, find your tribe and, and find the, the thing that you really love to do. Love that. Couldn't, couldn't, uh, say it any better. One more really cool thing before we get to this cool Ooh, episode that we're going to do tonight. Uh, mutual friend of ours, one of my, my longest tenured client, my longest tenured pro client, uh, one of my T-Bolt? best friends, Travis Turnbull just signed today. 
back going back. He he retired. He what? retired. Yeah, he retired last season after his 15th season pro. Played uh three games in the NHL, scored on Henrik Lundqvist. Just ask him, he'll tell you. And uh, <laughs> and uh um had an unbelievable career, retired after last season, hung him up texted me about three months ago he's like man i'm getting the itch two months ago man i'm really missing the game a month ago hey i think i'm gonna go back to playing if i can get a good contract here and uh is fielding offers he drove home last week we trained all last week put him through you know like a quick mini camp here to try and get him as ready as we could and he's heading to germany i think on friday no way yeah yeah that's so, awesome i gotta text yeah, and him. he signed a two-year deal he signed the rest of this year and next year Come yeah. on. Yeah, he's he's going to the DEL too because financially it made way more sense and they were doing some really cool things to take care of him. Um, yeah. Dresden um, in Germany too, but uh, really, really excited for him and he's he's super God. excited. So pretty cool. What I wouldn't give to be in his shoes right now. Yeah, I know. You know, so, yeah. be back and playing again. That's awesome. Good for Tebow. He I was know. on the podcast early. If yeah. You, he's a beauty, guys. Absolutely. Great guy. Michigan man too. Michigan man. Can we talk about Michigan football? You know, winning the national championship, Jim Harbaugh and the boys getting her done the other day. I'm, I'm sure you watched that game. Yeah, totally. And it smells like fart. But I did talk to Narado like literally right before this podcast. So he oh, yeah? told me about how cool it's been, you know, last week or whatever. Did you see the rings? No. How do they already have rings? From no, uh, our hockey team. The rings came in oh. from winning the Big Ten last year. Did you see that on social media? Oh. No, I didn't. Sick. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. That's and I was still, I was still there working when we were designing them. And uh, so, is that more like a watch for you then? <laughs> yes, Jeffrey. Yes, it is. Anyways, uh, let's get let's get to this podcast here. I'm really excited about this. And the really cool thing about this podcast, I know we're keeping you guys in suspense a little bit here and it's actually been hilarious. The amount of texts and DMS I've been getting, um, from people that listen to the podcast and people that we know about like these teasers that we're putting out there about what we're, we have coming out in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, so this is, this episode that we're doing right now is going to be a little bit of what, what would you call it? Like this is, just this one is, of the fun things we're going to have in this new project of ours. Yeah. Getting yeah. to know us a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just getting to know us a little more. Get a, us and our guests uh, a little bit more too. And yeah, so what you guys are are going to you know listen to here today with, with our 10 questions is going to be something that you might be hearing a little bit more of uh, as we move forward. And we're going to do some really fun things with it and other things. So uh, again, really, we, we're only a couple weeks away now from kind of revealing and getting all the kinks out what we're doing. And yeah, it's going to be a game changer, man. I'm really excited for it. You know who texted me? The big cat, Adam Nicholas texted me. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, that's an honor. Like, how cool is that? Love that. Love the big cat. He's the man. He's a man. That's he's all. one of the guys that put the podcast on the map too. Like yeah. he's uh, Adam Nicholas. He's been on our podcast probably three or four times now. He's the director of player. No, not the director of player. Of well, something like, something like that. 
to that extent with the Montreal Canadiens, um, really kind of running their player development department and uh, just one of the smartest and hardest working hockey guys that we know. He's been on a couple times. Those have been really, really, really well um, received in terms of downloads and, and feedback that we've gotten. Just a, a hockey genius, man. And so, um, yeah, it was cool to hear from him and, and some other people. And, yeah, uh, looking forward to getting that out there in the next couple of weeks for sure. Yep. Yep. So um, let's thank our sponsors and then get right to it. Hype. All right, here we go. First, want to thank Gel Sticks, our title sponsor. Go to gelstx.com, use the coupon code ThinkTank, and get a discount on your weighted training sticks or lacrosse sticks or golf clubs. Got the chance to go golfing a couple weeks ago in Florida. And uh, yeah, not very good. It, it wasn't great. It's a gel stick, bro. <laughs> I need a gel stick. Yeah. Gel and so, uh, yeah, go to gelsticks.com, G E L S T X.com. Go Jeffrey. Go. I want to thank cured nutrition, cured nutrition, is a CBD company. I'm with love them. If you need any help with your CBD needs or questions on how, what, when, where, why dip, dive, duck, and dodge, then just reach out to me and ask, all right, I've been taking CBD since 2017, 18, my last season. Helps me just run cleaner. You know what I'm saying? Cleaner and meaner. Also want to thank Train Heroic. Train Heroic is an app that allows me to train so many players at such a hilariously low cost uh, with the best online training possible. Videos uh, of me coaching and demonstrating everything so it's like a coach is right there with you. If you can't afford a coach or your team is looking to save money, I can help you with legitimate, legitimate programming. There's a reason that so many high-level teams, trust me, including two NCAA teams. Um, so thank Thank you to train heroic as well and thank you to helios hockey go to helioshockey.com unbelievable product where you have this sensor they actually sent me one for christmas so i'm really excited to to start using it sick yeah yeah and they got me some nice swag too so good you- Helios Hockey. Love you guys. Wow. Um, Thanks for the swag bag, Helios. (laughs) (laughs) I think it must have been lost in the mail. (laughs) Mail. (laughs) Um, But this is an unreal product, guys. You have a sensor that you put in your shoulder pads. And when you move out on the ice, it takes note and it gives you real-time feedback that you can get on your phone or your tablet right afterwards. Uh, Stride Mechanics is a big part of what they do, but also they give uh, particularly, this is hilarious and awesome for the younger kids. They give you a hustle score of, of how hard you're working on the ice, which is really, really neat. Um, but the game changer with this is it cuts your shifts up for you right after you're done playing. It syncs up with your camera, whether it's live bar or whether it's something that you're holding with your hand and uh, cut your shifts up. What an unbelievable time saver for anybody. I would have literally, when I was younger, if I had this, that's like all I would have done. It was like watch my shifts all day, every day. <laughs> and then watch NHL. Would have made us so much better. Yeah, 100%. And so go to helioshockey.com and we have a partnership with them and a discount code. So if you go there, use the coupon code again, think tank one word, and we'll give all new Helios members 20% off their initial 12 month membership. And that sensor that you put into your shoulder pads, you get that faux free. So go to helioshockey.com today. Also want to thank the boys over at icehockeysystems.com. The best website out there for all your coaching education needs. Uh, we actually just had a talk with them today. They are like the best people ever to collaborate with on stuff. And we're going to be doing some more stuff with them in the future. They do such an amazing job providing information uh, to, to anybody that wants to get better in the hockey world. We have partnered with them to do an associations platform where you can get this 
for all of the coaches in your association. Again, imagine if you're a hockey director building a drill library for all your coaches and having it online for all your coaches to see. Imagine having practice plans that your coaches can go to um, in, in, in one place to, to take that they can use for their teams. Um, just a phenomenal sharing tool. They also have thousands of drills. They have videos and whiteboard explanations of, of habits and systems and concepts from really, really, really high level hockey people. Just an amazing website. Go, so go there today and use your, uh, associations platform or sorry, look for the associations platform and, uh, yeah, just phenomenal, phenomenal product. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who are listening to this podcast. We absolutely love you guys. We are getting dangerously close, dangerously close to 300 episodes here. And it's absolutely wild, man. Absolutely wild. So we appreciate all of your support. We appreciate everything that you do, all the feedback you give us, whether it's shooting us DMs or emails, whether it's giving us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iTunes, wherever you're getting your podcasts here today. Uh, we love you guys. We continue to grind it out for you. And I think you guys are going to have some fun. I, I think we're going to have some fun with this episode. Like I know some of my questions and I'm going to throw you some curveballs here. Ones. And so I'm I'm looking forward to this. You ready to uh, ready to rock and roll? Yeah, bro. I got some great ones here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. If you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can see all the available lines and all the available odds for all NHL games going on. That's right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay. Do you want to ask the first question or do you want me to ask the first question? I will ask the first question. All right. All right. We'll start with an easy one. Favorite snack on the bus. Favorite snack on the bus. Peanut butter and jelly. Love or homemade. Uh, either or booster made. It's it's a little yeah booster made. A lot of booster made ones for sure. Um, I am a huge peanut butter and jelly fan. Uh, bigger fan of the crunchy peanut butter with the peanuts mm, actually in it. That's how um, I I like to I like grape and strawberry although I I typically go raspberry now uh, I don't eat as many peanut butter and jellies as as much as I used to um, but yeah uncrustables are unbelievable by the way I didn't know what those were until last year a bunch of the Michigan boys love them and they have it in their fridge in uh, in our nutrition room and the un- uncrustables are game changers absolute game changers easy to slam post workout 
quick, simple carbs, get in you with some protein. Love it. There we go. So I don't think I'm I'm not going to ask you that same question. We're not going to go back and forth on these. I think you'll ask one. I'll answer. And then I'll ask one because then we'd probably be going on for like eight hours. (laughs) Shut up. Forever. Okay. So that's a good question. All right. Motioning. (laughs) You can't take it anymore. My first question for you. If you had an entrance song when you walked into a room, what would your entrance song be? Just live your life. What's that song? T.I. and Rihanna. Just live your life. Specifically, the very end where where Rihanna says, bro, before every speech. Oh, I didn't drop this yet. I have a YouTube video coming out. I think I talk about this in the YouTube video of a huge speech that I gave to like, supposed to be like three to 600 people um, at the Rockets facility here in St. Louis. And so I had, I had my camera guy just like show like what a day looks like when I give big speeches like that. And for me, it's that song specifically the last verse where Rihanna rips, I turn that up to a hundred and a hundred and just scream it. And then I go in and nail speeches. Really? Swear to God, every single speech, every single speech I've ever given since I retired from playing hockey. No way. That's every single one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Every single one. Awesome. That's my song. Yeah. I got to ask you this one though. What would be yours? My entrance song? Yeah. Cause this is a great question. Oh God. My entrance song. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Actually, you know what? Uh, This is actually pretty funny. I don't know if this would be my entrance song, but my coaches on my highlight video, my senior year, this is the one that they use, which I thought was pretty funny because I love country music. It's uh, Kenny Chesney. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Oh, that's hilarious. So like it's, it's all my highlights from like my career at Cornell and it's playing to the song. She thinks my tractor's sexy. So (laughs) it was, it was pretty good. I'll go with that one. Love it. Love it. That one. All right. Numero dos. What do you got for me? All right. Number two. Number two. Who does number two work for? Would you rather get a first assist primary? You made the play happen kind of thing or a goal? Oh, assist every day of the week. Uh, And and I knew that answer, but I didn't know if everybody else. (laughs) They probably knew it too, but. Uh, yeah, especially if it's like a backdoor tap in, like yeah, nothing you, better than showing a little bit of poise, you know, yeah. showing a little uh, bit of poise. But... <laughs> backdoor, Jeffrey Lavecchio. Now he gets to go, Selly. He Selly's like he did everything, and he literally just skated <laughs> as hard as he could through the net, fell in, went <laughs> off the skating in, and somehow they counted it. Yeah, I love Perfect. it. Um, okay, question two for me: What is one thing that makes you really, really happy? And one thing that makes you really, really sad. Uh, really, really happy. Uh, seeing my wife when I come home from work because I work very long hours, and when I get to see her face, it's awesome. So that would be my really, really happy. Uh, really, really sad. Is that what you said? Yeah. Really, really sad. Uh, anytime. <laughs> Anytime one of my guys comes to me and tells me their career's over, no matter if it's, no matter if it's, you know, somebody's retiring from pro, obviously it's even harder when it's like not their decision, you know, like, or like, you know, they, they wanted to go D one, they couldn't get anything D one. And they, so they decided to hang them up or, you know, like whatever it may be. Um, 
those conversations always because I know what they put into it, you know, especially, especially if they're one of my guys, I know how hard they've worked. So those yeah. conversations are tough. Yeah. Those, yeah, I can imagine that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. I like it. All right. Question three. What do you got? Um, toilet paper. Are you a guy who's when they put the new roll on, are you toilet paper flap on top or toilet pa- paper flap on bottom? Top. Yeah, thank God. I was going <laughs> to I feel would, would I have lost respect from you if, if it Dude, was the other I way? Hate, I know that there's people out there right now that feels passionately as I do. If I sit down to a toilet and I reach over and <laughs> I got to pull from the bottom, I'm just, I'm an unhappy human. That's my really, really mad. Because <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't even make sense ergonomically. I don't even know where this stops or starts. Why did anybody put the TP under? Uh, you know what? You know what's really funny. I <laughs> we were having Em and I went on a like uh, uh, I don't what you call it a double date when you're married for as long as we have. But uh, a, a couple friends of ours when we were in Michigan, uh, she was in M sorority and they live near us in Michigan and they're hilarious people, absolutely hilarious people, Katie and Drew. And the conversation went to when you go number two, do you crumple the toilet paper? Or do oh. you fold the toilet paper? A, I didn't a, even know. I didn't even know that was a thing. I had never heard of that before. Wow! And so a, they asked me the question, and I was like, "Honestly, I have no idea." I'll tell you the next time that I have you to. You don't go. know what you do. That's a lie. You were embarrassed because everyone no, must have been the opposite. Dude, of you. I'm talking about it on a podcast in front of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. You think I was embarrassed in front of four people? I'll tell you right now, I'm a reformed crumple upper. I don't do that. I'm a folder now. Really? Used to used to, whoa whoa my mic keeps going up and down. I don't know what's going on here, but um used to be a crumple upper freshman year. Western Michigan hockey team took a vote. We went through everybody. What are you doing? What's your wiping style? And <laughs> really? and we went who stands up, who stays sitting down. Like we went we went and we that's just, a big one too. We just asked and I was like, whoa, there's different ways to do this. <laughs> How am I just finding this out? <laughs> Try some different styles. For the listeners out there, I'm a folder upper now. So, so you switched. I switched. I'm no longer. And it was that conversation upper. that made you switch. It was because I just thought there's, there could be holes in the crumple style. Like, if you get a bad crumple, you, I mean, you know, we know what's happening there. But if you fold it, you know that there's layers and you have protection. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I am a crumpler, apparently. I, so, I knew you were a crumpler. I, I, like I knew it. You, you got in my good graces. You got in my good graces with the TP on the top, but you lost some respect points with the crumpler. But if you never tried folding, I do suggest give it a fold. Give it a fold. Okay. Give I'll give fold. it a shot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot when I change my baby's next diaper too. Let's see how there you that go. goes. Oh my God. That just seems so much safer. Uh, if you're I, I'm, I'm a folder butt? with that. I'm a folder with the baby. So you're a folder sure. with your daughter, but you're not, a crumpler, a folder for yourself. Take care Correct. of yourself. Take care of yourself. I okay. guess so. All right, let's move <laughs> All on. Right. Was that your question? <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know that. how we got there. <laughs> oh, your question was the toilet paper above or oh, below. top of the bottom. And then you yeah, went yeah, to crumple yeah. or fold. I did. I did. Um, okay. My next question. <clears throat> this is a kind of a funny one. And I got this from uh, Matty Thomas, my hockey think tank guy. And he said, would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? 
Dude, this is a great question. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Mm. Horse size duck. Ducks are mean. They got big (laughs) they got big beaks, but they don't got (laughs) arms. They don't got they don't have arms. So like they got wings though. They got wings, but you could probably bob and weave around their non-arms. You know, but they can fly. So that's because they can fly. I think that trumps everything else, even though 100, <laughs> your odds are not good at all. But I think that if you could somehow jump onto the two horse sized ducks and ride them away from the 98 other horse sized ducks, you know, I think that you got something there. So you would just have to find a way to do that. So what's your answer? Uh, I'm choosing the 100 duck sized horses. You're going to fight the hundred duck sized horses. Correct. Correct. Got it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Actually, funny story as it relates to this. I think I might have told this one before, but uh, the gym that I uh, used to go to. <laughs> so I was just scrolling Instagram at one point, and there was this hilarious video of this goose that was like chasing people around a parking lot. Hilarious. Have you seen that? There's like I've, a. I've been the person in the video, man. Yes. Walking home from Stevenson. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I've seen a couple different iterations of that video, but I I saw one and then literally the next day I show up at my gym and there's a goose that is legit chasing people through the parking lot because she had laid her eggs in one of those like little medians or whatever. And then anytime anybody got near it. So I get out of my car and there's like, (laughs) it's almost like from a movie, there's a duck like, or the goose just like staring at you, just legit staring at you. So funny. And you don't know what to do. So you're like, and then you like try to take a step and then the goose takes a step. <laughs> you know? and then you, you're just in slow-mo. And then you try to walk and it's like, ah, and she like goes nuts or whatever. And then, so I went back to the Instagram post. So finally, eventually I like walked way around a different way to be able to get to the front door. And then I go into the Instagram. I'm like, I went, and it was the same, same parking lot. The post was from my gym. And it's just absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. wow. That's funny. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. So, um, okay. So my question, no, I just asked a question. So I just did question three. All right. So you're up. All right. Favorite four check to run as a player and as a coach, if it's different as a coach than a player. I think it's the same. I like being aggressive two one two man, aggressive two one two. get your forwards going, get your D up on the walls, make sure you have an F3. And we've talked about this one on the podcast quite a bit before, but like, yeah, F F one and F two hunting, just absolutely hunt D you're responsible, get above the wingers, you know, like make life miserable for them. Have F three up top just to make sure that you're not getting any odd man rushes coming back against you. Um, I, I think that's my favorite for both as a player and as a coach. Yeah. Although I should say we ran a left wing lock at Cornell when I was there, both as a player and as a coach. And that is frustrating as hell. So frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. And I think that you take out a lot of the reads that players have to make. So they make decisions quicker because you know, you, you're, it's like, you're, you're only really forechecking with two guys. So it's like, you're, it's easier to make those decisions quicker. And that, like that extra second getting on D on the forecheck is everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we did that quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, it was, we, we got a lot of zone time from a lot of turnovers from, and, and to be honest with you, like just in terms of 
habits, concepts and stuff. There's not that much difference between the two four checks. They're both ultra aggressive. They, they both get above the wingers and makes life miserable for the wingers. Just in, in one, you're kind of trying to force them up one side and it's a D and a four that are above the wingers. And the other one it's, you know, they can go either side and, you know, the D are both above the wingers. And so, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the two, obviously some differences, but at any time you can be aggressive and, and try to create turnovers and get some more zone time. That's, that's a four check that I'm about. I would imagine you are too. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do the left wing lock after like peewees. I don't think I ever did it. I think, I don't think you guys have a left wing lock in peewees. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but I think, like, just saying that, I love, like, pro hockey, and it's all about winning, and it's not, like, about development and games. It's literally only about winning. I think I would want to do a left-wing lock, but not be the guy locking. I'd want to be F. Always. <laughs> always F. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, okay, my next question. If you had one piece of advice for someone who wanted to better their physical and mental health, what would it be? one piece of advice. Oh, it's so tough. I would go, I would combine them because two would be learn how to breathe correctly. Um, breathing is like the most free way to like settle, calm your nerves down, like go from a sympathetic state to a parasympathetic state. So fight or flight to rest and digest like the simplest, easiest, most free way is literally breathing and learning how to breathe like through like those times with all, you know, everybody talks about they have anxiety and all these things. Well, everybody's mouth breathing and, and, you know, if you can learn how to breathe properly through some different techniques that can really change a lot of things. Also, if you know how to breathe like correctly, you won't get, you can like train in different ways that are harder and better for you. And you recover faster because you learn how to breathe well on the bench when you get back. It's like a real game changer, mental health and physical health. The other one would obviously be daily exercise like daily exercise, exercise and mental health are so inextricably linked. Like, and people like, don't, they just don't like give that, like our brain releases all these positive chemicals when we exercise. And like, even if you can only do 15 minutes a day, just, or, or jumping jacks throughout the day, like something like you're going to feel better. And everyone knows they need to exercise. I had this conversation with somebody today about the details of their life everyone knows they need to exercise. So if you know you need to exercise and then you don't do it, that's a conscious decision. And that anytime you make a decision, when you know that it's the wrong decision for your best interest, I truly believe that you chip away at your self-confidence. And a lot of people make a lot of decisions like that daily that they think don't matter, but they're all adding up to chip away from your confidence. And it's literally because you you said you were going to drink a gallon of water every day this week, you know, starting a new year's and you didn't do it once, even though you might not think that's a big deal, uh, you're chipping away at your confidence and that changes all these other things. So, um, Everyone knows they need to exercise. So I think I would say exercise while breathing properly. <laughs> <laughs> there you I'll go. I'll put them together. And I will I will echo what you were just saying right there because I've lived that from especially from an exercise standpoint. Like I know I need to exercise and when I don't, I like have self-hatred. <laughs> Not quite to that extent, but there I'm like, man, you didn't do it. Like, what are you doing? You know you should yeah. have. And then like you get down on yourself. So right. Totally agree. And that's why I think it is also really important, like set, setting reasonable 
goals and and kind of stacking little wins every day rather than trying to change everything right now. I think that's a great way. If you do want to make changes, they got to be little subtle changes. And, and because you can't, you can't change your entire life and your entire way of habit (laughs) in, in, in one day, you just can't. That's something that I've learned because I've tried that and it doesn't work. (laughs) So that's why, that's why everybody makes goals on January 1st. And by January 8th, they have abandoned them because they set too crazy of goals instead of little things every day. Yeah, it's true. And it's the, it's the little things that add up. Like every time that you don't do something, you know, is in your best interest, or you've said like, I want to be better at X and you know that you need to do all of these things to be better at X. Every time that you don't do that, when you come to a decision, a fork in the road where it's like, choose path A or path B, when you choose that wrong path, even if it's not a big deal, you think it's like a little thing. Like, Oh, I said, I wasn't going to have ketchup because it's high in sugar. And you go out two weeks from now and you have it like, it's not the end of the world, but like, what happens to a lot of people is they keep making those tiny little decisions that they think don't mean anything. And all of a sudden they're way further away from their goals than they should be. And they know it and they know they're not doing the right thing. And it takes away your confidence. Uh, Quickly, conversely, how you build confidence. I talk to people about this all the time is literally doing the opposite of that. Set out a goal, tell people the goal. Now you, you know that people know what your goal is. It'll make you more driven to do that because now you have to be accountable because you said you want to do this thing. So when you're living in a way that's not getting you closer to that goal, people are going to hold you accountable. You're going to hold yourself accountable. And every time you do make that right decision, you go to a restaurant, you get vegetables instead of fries, you still eat the burger. That's fine. Veggies instead of fries, you know? You said you're going to be the last guy off the ice every day in practice this week. No matter what, you do not leave the ice until you are last. It seems like not a big deal, but if you made a promise to yourself, when you keep it, no matter how big or small, you're building blocks of confidence. And the more you do that, the more confident you are, the better you are at everything. Stacking wins, baby. Stacking wins. I like it. All right. What you got next? All right. So if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? (laughs) (laughs) That's a real question. That is Will Ferrell. Correct. And I believe that was when he was doing Harry Carey on Saturday Night Live, right? Correct. All right. Is, but is if that, you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Yes. Absolutely. I'm a big hot dog guy. Love hot dogs. <laughs> Ew. You don't like hot dogs? No. You know what they're made of? I don't want to know what they're made of. Uh, you don't want to know. Exactly. <laughs> we probably don't even know. <laughs> All right. Next question. Okay. Okay. So that was actually the question. Right. Real question, baby. Okay. I got a question for you, a hockey question. And yeah. if you can go back and think about like one of the coolest moments in the NHL that you watched on TV or witnessed in person. Um, like for me, it's like when Raymond Bork raised the Stanley Cup, like that had a profound effect. Like it was just like one of the coolest things. If you can go back and think about like one of the coolest moments in the NHL that you remember as a kid that made you feel all the feels, what would it be? Uh, the one that always sticks out in my mind, but it's actually a negative. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was when your boy Stevie Y ripped the clapper from outside the blue oh, line to yeah. win game seven. 
I was the out Blues. my parents. Yeah, I was out in my parents' garage in our first house in St. Louis, and had them pull the cars out. So I was rollerblading around. I pulled the kitchen TV, which was like this little box TV that you could like move anywhere. Pulled that out into the garage, set it up on the trash cans, and I was out there rollerblading, stick handling around. And I remember watching that going, and I was like, "Oh my." god come on but the shot was amazing yeah and obviously since then i've seen the highlight eight billion times because they always (laughs) show it on best goals yeah i remember that i actually remember we were going to a tournament somewhere and so we couldn't watch the game and i was a huge red wings fan and so i remember because it was in maybe double overtime maybe even triple overtime or something like that maybe it was first over i don't know but i was on the plane when this was going on and i remember um, hearing that they won once we got off the plane and I was like, Oh cool. And then I saw the goal and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. So gross. So cool. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one here. Ooh. If you could go back and decide when you start playing hockey to be left-handed or right-handed, what would you choose knowing what you know now and why? I'd stay left-handed. Honestly, like, I don't know if there's any reason to it. Um, I just like being left-handed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I like being left-handed too, but I feel like, I don't know. I have not done research on this. This is just like in my mind, my anecdotal evidence that from my recall, which could be incorrect, that I know more right-handed goal scorers than left-handed. And maybe that's wrong. Really? Maybe that's wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I just think about like guys who I played with who scored a lot in games and in practice and stuff. And I feel like more were right-handed than left-handed. I don't know. I would love to hear what people think of this. Steph, you got to clip this question because I want to know what people think have scored more goals and like top 20 NHL all time. Like, are they more lefties or righties? Should we, I've always should been we like, like I've just always been like, I think it's easier to score as a righty. I think you can go high glove as a righty pretty easily from any angle, but as a lefty going low blocker from coming down on the blocker side, like if you're wide is pretty tough. Cause all right, we're going to, we're going to look at this right now. Okay. Righties and lefties. We got Gretzky lefty Ovechkin righty Gordy, Howe righty Yager lefty. So we're two and two whole righty Dion righty Esposito lefty. Gartner righty, Messier lefty, Iserman righty, Lemieux righty, Solani righty, Robitaille lefty, Shanahan righty, Andrzejczyk righty, Sakic le- lefty, Aginla righty, Bobby Hull lefty, Dino Cicerelli righty, Yari Curry righty. So 12? I think I got seven. Lefties. Seven lefties? Seven lefties, maybe. So 13 seven. and seven? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. everybody's probably like jeff's an idiot well guys my anecdotal evidence recall is correct i'm trying to think recce's a lefty bossy's a righty crosby crosby's 23rd all time in goals wow good for him uh marlo's lefty new and dykes lefty sundin's righty madonna's lefty lafleur's righty busick i'm not sure actually i'm busick francis lefty goulet lefty wow okay yeah 13 7 top 20 interesting you know what i'm saying like righties can score five hole I think at the same clip a lefty can. I don't think, I think that uh, actually righties have an advantage with the backhand, forehand, five hole. 
Like I've seen a lot of righties get good at that. And like, no goalies can stop it. Mark Letestu, look up his shootouts. He used to do the same thing in college and he would score literally every time. And he did in the NHL too. It was unbelievable in the NHL and shootouts. Um, And righties can score high glove, like at the throat, because like, it's so hard to get your glove here that righties can score there from anywhere on the ice. But a lefty coming down the blocker side wing, if you're wide, you're never scoring low blocker. And like to shoot a cross body to go high glove, I think is a hard shot too for most players. Maybe like now guys with the pull in how Matthew shoot, but I still think if we looked at percentages of goals scored, I think that righties, it's easier to score from anywhere on the ice. I don't know. Just Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. We got to get Mike Kelly on the podcast back again. Yeah, I would love to know this because I've been saying this for years. And I'm like, man, I wish I was a righty. <laughs> Maybe it's just an excuse. <laughs> no, I scored a lot of goals. I love scoring goals, but <laughs> just I could have scored more as a righty. Yeah. Uh, okay, my turn? Your turn. Okay. Uh, if you could have dinner with one person in the hockey world, who would it be? Oh, man. Probably Mike Hastings. Really? Yeah, probably. Wow. Interesting. I like that, though. I really like that. Yeah. A coach you butted heads with. uh, A coach that didn't always agree with what was going on, but have respect for the fact that he made you better. Um, Like, what would you want to ask him? Just talk to him. I don't know. You know, what did you? what did you see in me? What like, obviously I think he must've thought something was there to spend as much time as he did, you know, like treating me the way he did. Not like in, in like a bad way, just like being hard on me, you know, yeah. and not in like a, like, like it was, it was pretty tough. And he, he alluded to that when I, after I signed in the NHL, I emailed him and I said, you know, uh, loved my time in Omaha. Like it made me who I am and I appreciate everything you did for me and, and stuff like that. And he said something like, yeah, I was harder on you than most. Um, so, you know, you know, though it's saying like, if a coach isn't hard on you or like, isn't talking to you, they don't care. So I don't know that, but just also see if his philosophies have changed at all in his approach, just because like his approach worked back then still does like, it, it, but I want, but I've heard his approach has changed. Oh, a okay. little bit. So I'm, I'm interested to see if he's still coaching the same way that he did in Omaha with, cause it's different than juniors is way different than college. You know, um, I think you can coach way harder in juniors and I think you probably should honestly. Um, and I would just like to see, you know, I like that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm really into psychology of coaching, you know, and even though maybe there were times I didn't like the, the, what, you know, what I know now that he was doing, I think I personally think that there is a better way and I would be interested to know if he's still doing it, but that's how almost all coaches did it that way back then too. Yeah. Right. You know, like that's how it was. And I think I just, you know, how I feel like, I think that not full gas pedal on that and maybe like that when it's needed and 
connecting more on different levels with each individual on a team, I think gets even better results than that. So I would want to know where he's at now because we're still working today. You know, like that says something that says something. If you have success for that long, uh, well, so. to see what he's done with Wisconsin this year, I mean, they were last place in the big 10 last year. Um, and now they're a top five team in the country yeah. in, in one year. That's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. So, um, wow. Interesting. I like that. I really, yeah. I actually really like that answer. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So hold on. Um, we're on question seven out of 10. Game day routine. What was it? Take us from waking up to start of the game. Like waking up in the morning? Yeah, on game day, because this is a question I get a lot from younger players when I tell them like how you can start to do a kind of a consistent routine so you know how you're going to feel. And everybody's different. So what was yours? Yeah, I usually Did woke up have- around... Yeah, I usually woke up around 9, around 9 o'clock. Um, and, and I mean, it's obviously different in pro versus college, right? Just because of ice times and things like that. Um, I didn't mind a pregame skate. I actually liked going out and, and getting some touches and, you know, getting my feet moving. I know some people don't like pregame skates and I think it's a, yeah, like you, I know. (laughs) Um, and, and a lot of people don't, and I think there's a lot of research based, you know, information that shows the pregame skates aren't necessarily, uh, beneficial, but I think it's an individual basis. And I, I did like getting a little bit of a sweat and, um, you know, touching the puck and things like that. Um, I, I like to do some video before, you know, lunch, I, I think just getting your mindset, getting ready and getting going for the game, whether it's watching video of the other team or watching some video of yourself, just some positive type stuff, things that you can be doing during the game and things like that. Um, lunch, it was, it was your typical lunch. It was pasta, chicken parm <laughs> pretty much every time pasta and chicken. Uh, and so, uh, I, I was like, I was a guy who always wanted to nap, but I'm not a good sleeper particularly on game days. Like I would always be kind of too excited, you know, and, and, and I can never really get to sleep. So that, that kind of like, three hours between lunch and when you got to get ready to kind of like go to the game, it was always, it it was never finite just because I would kind of, I would try to sleep, but sometimes I couldn't sleep and then I'd get frustrated and I go watch TV or something like that. So, um, it's just some downtime. Uh, I like getting to the rink about two hours early. Um, always love to shower before the game, kind of get, into that mode. Uh, always love doing some stick skills, you know, taking a tennis ball or taking a golf ball and, and doing some fun stuff with that. When I started playing pro, I got into kicks and sewer ball and things like that. I never really did that in college. Um, but that was always fun to kind of do with the guys. And I, the one thing I would always do is I would always visualize. So I would always go. So my spot typically on the power play was in the corner, like kind of net front to corner type thing uh, as a facilitator. And so I would always sit in that spot of where we were shooting for two periods and just visualize, like visualize what we were doing, visualizing the power play, you know, different things like that. That was always something that was really important to me. I I didn't like hanging in the locker room that much. I always kind of was like outside of the locker room a lot. Um, just because like loud music and I kind of wanted to get away and just shoot the, shoot the shit with the guys or whatever like that. And so I spent a lot of time. I was one of those guys who kind of came back into the locker room, um, you know, at 
whatever point it was where it was like, all right, it takes me 10 minutes to get all my stuff on. I'm coming in at 10, 15. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Cause I would like, I would be out visualizing or like talking with somebody else, like a teammate or something like that. And then coming in, I just like, I liked it that better anyways, but yeah, I, that's kind of my routine. Love it. Yeah. So you, do you want to give yours? Oh, it's so long. We'll be here right. for an hour. Yeah. All right. We won't do it then. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that'll be Another an episode. Yeah. <laughs> a full episode. Okay. My turn. Uh, this is or actually really. Wow. Wow. What's that? Or on our new. Wow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a hilarious one. So I'm going to give you this question and I'm going to tell you why I'm asking it. So on a scale from one to 10, rate yourself on how weird you are and why. And the reason why I'm asking this question was hilarious because uh, I I can't even remember what it was that I did, but it was earlier today. And Paige, my six-year-old, was like, Daddy, you're really weird. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, I actually like that. I think it's good to be different. I think it's good to be weird. Everybody's weird in their own way, you know? And so that's kind of how I got the idea for the question, my six-year-old calling me weird. What up, Paigey? Super weird, man. I think I'm super weird. Uh, I think the definition of weird is probably like slightly abnormal and kooky. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not abnormal in a bad way, but just like, you know, kind of like kooky. All right. So, uh, pretty kooky compared to the normal standard, uh, human being. So kind of out there opinionated, try to back my opinions up, do back my opinions up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Wear my heart in my sleeve. So that's kind of weird. Uh, well, here you go. I, I have the, now that you were saying that I have the, uh, Miriam Webster dictionary definition. All right, hit, me, hit me with it. I'd say you're maybe a 10 on this one of strange or, or extraordinary character. <laughs> That's literally what it says. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Perfect. 10. I'll give myself a 10. What are you giving yourself on the weird factor? I'm giving, I'm pretty close to a 10. I'd give yeah. myself an eight or a nine. Yeah. And, and it, honestly, man, like the more, man, the more, the older I get and like the more wisdom, I guess you get perspective, whatever it is like, like life is not made to be boring. Mm. Life is made to have experiences and try things out and fail and learn. And, and like, you know, I, I try to be as as little vanilla as I can <laughs> with without coloring outside the lines too bad. But I, I just think there's something very, I don't know, very happy about being weird. And I think if we celebrated each other's differences rather than put each other down for each other's differences, this world would be a freaking lot better place. Yeah. And so I kind of pride myself on being a little weird. Look, what'd you say? Kooky? A little kooky. Yeah. And so... Yeah, so here we go. Ten, a ten and an eight. A ten yeah. and an eight. There Love we go. It. Love it. All right. Um, so I only have two left, right? I kept my good ones for last. No, three left. Three left. Oh yeah. What makes a good roommate on the road? Ooh. Uh, I one, think. Right? Th- this is a, an opinion question. This isn't a fact question because everybody's got a different definition of a good roommate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 
there could be some kind of objective things too. Yeah, not but, not a snorer. I'll tell you that much. Yep. So sorry, Vex. I know you Terrible. snore. You're bad. Hey, but like, got me my own room on the road everywhere. I go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a smart guy now? So I think yeah, an ideal roommate does not snore. Um, I, sure. I dude, like I don't know, like just somebody you can shoot the shit with all the time. Like I love just like having a roommate that you just could just watch TV, watch a game, and just like. I felt like a lot of times on the road, I was kind of like the room where everybody would kind of go to hang out. So I think having a roommate that's like cool with like eight or nine other guys on the team being in the room and just kind of hanging out and watching TV or playing cards or whatever, I think is, is big too. So just somebody that like good conversation, let's um, be yourself. Good You're dude. Like, let's be yourself. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Cause I, I like, yeah, I'd say like somebody who I'm comfortable, totally comfortable being myself around because like, yeah. dude, like I was so, I was so dialed because I had to be like, I just, I, I literally like wouldn't, I never played well if I wasn't dialed. Like it was just my body didn't feel good and whatever. And like, I would be like foam rolling every night before bed and stretching when I wake up in the morning and like doing all this stuff. So it was like unreal that I got my own room on the road everywhere because I snored because I wasn't like embarrassed or anything like that. Uh, but the couple times that I did have roommates, there were always guys who like, you know, just ha like have like a metrics bar of supplements out, like all in order. And like, just so I make sure I take everything because again, like confidence builders and things like that. And and uh it's what i did to feel good and so somebody who would for me it's just somebody who like i'd be comfortable like not embarrassed at all about like yeah dude, this is what i gotta do to be at this level i think <laughs> like, that's a great i, I think know. that's a great like sentiment for like choosing your friends too like <laughs> honestly people surround yourself with like you gotta surround yourself with people who are going from the last question like okay with your weirdness and and love you for your weirdness you know right 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 because yeah how much yeah. dude i miss being on the road so much like even as a coach you know going on the road for road trips and stuff like man there's like nothing better and especially like <laughs> this might be bad to say but like now that i have kids too getting out on the road for like two three days <laughs> like you know kind of having some yeah. freedom like right. that Right, and I'm, I'm swimming in it right now. Em's working in the city all week this week, and so she's been back late. So I've kind of been taking the the house duties by myself here this week, and so it's actually kind of funny because my kids, um, you know, we're recording this podcast at seven o'clock our time, and they typically go to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and so I, I put my youngest one down. Then I was like to my four year old, my six year old, like, "You guys good? Like putting yourself." to bed here and they're like yeah 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 and i was like all right so about like 15 20 minutes here and then i want you guys to get back in your room and i just had like two sheets that they colored come down in the crease of my door in the last like three minutes and we're what an hour 15 since then so <laughs> that's, great. that's great i love it yeah good roommates kids awesome. six and under good yeah roommates boom okay right, uh okay so my turn now Yep. Okay. Uh, actually, no, we did have two questions. Oh, no, three questions. Yeah. Uh, what is your greatest fear? Uh, not making an impact. Yeah. You? Uh, actually, the same. Oh, that's why we're yeah. cousins. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like that answer. 
Yeah. I, that was kind of off the top of my head. If I thought about it more, maybe I'd have something different, but like, yeah, like either not having an impact or like letting the people down that are close to you that believe yeah. in you, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who've sacrificed for you or love you, whatever. Just like, I don't have that fear. No, no, I will not fail. Ah, there you go. Okay. You know saying, bro? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. Me neither now. I like yeah, that. buddy. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, All right. Buddy. What do you got? One way. All right. My last two are doozies. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, no, not bad. Not bad. Good. If you could change one thing about your game looking back that you think would have taken your game to the next level, anything, a skill, an attribute, whatever it may be, what would you go with? Height. Would you? <laughs> I mean, like the simple answer to that is no, because I feel like I, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself and had to, you know, er- gain a lot of and earn a lot of self-confidence and become resilient. And, and I definitely had to do things the hard way because of my height. But the amount of people who told me like, you know, throughout my you know, later years of my career that if I was six inches taller, I'd be playing in the NHL. Uh, if I had a dime for every time I heard that, like I'd be a rich man, <laughs> which sucks, but no, I wouldn't change my height. Uh, I would have more of a shooting mentality. I think that's the biggest thing that I would change in my game is I was, I prided myself. Like the question you asked first, like, would you rather have an assist or would you rather have a goal? Like I would rather have an assist. And I think that held me back at times. I think if I had a little bit more of a killer instinct shooter mentality, I probably would have been a better offensive player. And so I think that's probably the thing that I would change. Yeah. What about you? Uh, uh, I didn't think about it. Uh, Probably, well, not having concussions, like <laughs> fixing my brain. That's like the easiest one because my career is probably way different if that yeah. doesn't happen, you know. But that aside, like looking back at like just my game, probably like learning to be like have a, a switch. Like I didn't have like a switch that I could like, like some people just have a switch that they flip. And if you're going to be like a power forward type of guy, like you got to have that switch. And like, I had to manufacture that. Like that's on the ice. That's especially when I was younger, when I got like older, snap, not, not even the snap, but just like play mean, you know, like it, it, I like, that's not my personality. Like I'm intense, but like, I'm not like a, a malicious person, like in life, you know? Um, and, and I, in the era that we played in, I could have separated myself I think a lot more if I was just like a dick, you know, and I, I wasn't, I never, I never could hit that level to where like other guys could, you know, where like, I, like there's guys like when we were playing, like when, if they went to cross check you to hurt you, like they're literally trying to break your arm, you know, like and we played against so many guys like that. Oh yeah. Different I, game. I never, I, I didn't have that. Like, I would want to like cross check somebody hard, but like not to break their arm. And like, if I would have had that, I want to break your arm mentality, like a Zach Ronaldo. Yeah. If I would have had a, more of that mentality in my skill set, I really think that, you know, I could have been Ryan Lomberg, the yeah. guy from the Panthers. You probably don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> just a, just a pest. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I see what you're saying for sure. You know, I wish I had, well, like, it's just like, 
you're attacking everything more. And like, I was big, I was strong, I was fast and I could score like for a, for a sec tertiary secondary scoring guy. Like I put up a lot of goals and I just didn't have that killer mentality that was innate to my, my personality. Yeah. Um, it was very hard for me to do that. So literally that's that, that's the fir- first thing I'll change. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, who just asked a question? Was it me or yeah. you? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so it's my turn. So we got two more, or I got two more. You got one more. Uh, okay, uh, top three TV shows of all time. Ooh. Uh, Friday Night Lights. I don't know what number I'm putting that at. <sighs> the Office. <laughs> <sighs> I probably have to go with breaking bad only because when i remember watching that like i don't really remember because it's been so long since i watched it but like i remember that during the show i was like this is the best show (laughs) oh Oh my god God. what (laughs) heisenberg what you know so i think those would probably be the top three how about you that's a great question uh top three tv shows of all time the office for sure um 24. You remember that show 24? Oh, same. Yeah, yeah. Good show. We used to play a game too all the time. And then it got to like, like people who were not in the room with us. We play a game house. You know how every commercial break, it would be like, and it would show the time. Yep. We would all guess what the next time would be after the commercial break. That's and then like if somebody got it, it was like, oh, <laughs> it was so awesome. We one one winter break, uh, I think it was my sophomore year at Cornell. And you know how during winter break when you only have hockey and you're not going to class, there's Life just like so much awesome. downtime. Yeah. So so we literally went through an entire it was DVD box set, you know, back at the time of 24 in like four oh, days. Unreal. Like Dude, six episodes a day. Like unreal. just real. Yeah. That was we did that at our apartment. Uh, it was me. Maddie Claxon, Dave Kriske, and Tyler Ludwig. We we did that with like Lost, and like it, the, those guys were all in the business school, and I was exercise science major, so they had the same schedule, and I did it. And I'd be like, "Don't you guys go to the next episode until I get home?" <laughs> I get home three episodes past me. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Ludzie yell, "Suck, brick kid." <laughs> <laughs> so funny home alone another yeah. good movie there great, uh great. but yeah i would go yeah i would go office 24 office 24 and for me i know you're not a huge fan but ted lasso i love that show yeah i absolutely show. love that it show is. first season unbelievable unbelievable yeah. i man it just it hits the feels man I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an emotional touchy-feely kind of guy and yeah. uh yeah i love that show so those would be my three Okay, here we go. We have one more question remaining. We have one more question on the clock. I, listeners, have something to say right now. I'm trying to bide time because Jeff's (laughs) microphone is working. We're back. All right, there we go. Stupid thing. Get this thing fixed. All right, last question. Okay, I saved my best one for last. Do you ever want to coach again? Why or why not? Yes. Why? Because I love it. Yeah. Oh, maybe where? Who? Uh, I don't know. I'm Ideal. not sure. Ideal. I mean, like college, junior, pro, high, higher levels. I, uh, 
you know, I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's cool. You, you can make an impact. Again, that's what we talked about. Greatest fear is not being able to make an impact. Um, I, I really enjoy coaching. I'm in a phase of life right now where, um, you know, I've, I've chosen to take a different path and, and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now with the hockey think tank. And I'm really enjoying, um, getting to know so many different people like, dude, like with this organization blueprint that we're doing, this is going to change the game, man. Like it's changing the amount of conversations that I've had and the amount of people that we're going to work with in the future is insane. It's absolutely insane. And so like, it's making an impact in a different way. Um, and, and on a more kind of granular level, um, and so I, I, I am really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, you know, coaching is not necessarily in the cards right now. I, I, I love my family, man. And I want to be around a little bit more and, and, and so, and that's, and that's not to say, I, I want to make sure I like make this disclaimer when I say that, because like there are college coaches, men and women that are phenomenal moms and phenomenal dads. And they do such a good job of being a college coach or being a professional coach and being present at home in whatever capacity that means. Um, I just made a decision to, to do it a little bit differently. And, and I don't think there's any right way or wrong way, or I don't think I'm, you know, making any altruistic decision by what I did to, to kind of leave that for, for my family. Um, but yeah, like I love, I, I do, I, I really enjoy coaching and I, I really enjoy really getting to know the players and, and finding out what makes them tick and, you know, the strategy of hockey and talking hockey with the staff and trying to figure out how to win games, trying to figure out how to motivate players. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a passion of mine for sure. And, and I'm using that passion to help other coaches right now. And, and that's been a lot of fun too. So answer that question is, is for sure. Yes. When that is, where that is, how that's going to happen. Who knows? That's not really something I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Cool. Are you surprised by that or what? Well, I'm, what uh, do you no. think about that? No, exactly what I thought you would have said. <laughs> pretty, pretty much word for word. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was your last question. Hi. I got a deep one for the last one. Hey, yo. A deep, deep one. What's written on your tombstone? (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to be serious. And then all of a sudden something, something comes in his head. That's like, (laughs) Hey, okay. I, you know what? This is not a political statement whatsoever. This is just a self statement. Some people aren't going to like it, but the first thing that came to my head, I have to be honest with you guys. The unvaccinated legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't lie because I'm looking at this thing across from my room, and it's a certificate that says something about that. And everybody who comes to my office laughs, and I love it. <laughs> so that's that's the first thing I thought of. So we'll go with that. I know it's ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're a beauty. Gotta be you're honest. You know, absolute beauty. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was really fun. That was awesome. Some goofy questions, some serious questions, some, yeah. some tangents and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I thought this would be fun to to do. And, yeah, have a great week, everybody. Like, uh, we love you. Have a great week. Go kill it. GMBM, baby. Bye.